What the fuck is going on, beer drinkers and hell raisers? It is I, the king of the couch, back again for a Monday evening. Episode 43 is upon us, 8.31pm, 30th of March, 2020. Let's fucking go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Why? Because I can be. It's a bleak time in the world. We're all going through it. We all are. We've all been touched at some point in some way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, it's fucking horrendous what's happening in the world right now. I know I sound very, very chipper in my voice because... Look, if you can't laugh, you'll cry. That's my old motto, you know? Hashtag this too shall pass. It really, really will. I'm going to have a real, real quick sip of this cheap-ass beer, Hollandia. Shout out, Hollandia. I mean, look, not the greatest beer in the world, but really, really appreciate you not bringing the price of cartons up uh, above $35. In my unemployment, unemployment could be in the... Eh, who knows? Who knows? Quick drink. Off to a roaring fucking start. Now, thank you for joining me again for a, another Monday night. I, uh, I I was chipper, of course. I have to be chipper, optimistic, positive, and all that. But uh, it is whew, strange times, crazy, crazy times in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Really fucked, just fucked uh, a lot of it, you know. And I don't want to sound so bleak because there's a lot of optimism around it now, uh, as well. Um, but it is really crazy times, I've got to be honest. And that's kind of what this show is going to be dedicated to tonight, uh, positivity and optimism around the Rona, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever the fuck it's called, the fucking flu, the fucking killing flu, it's disgusting. But the coronavirus, it's, uh, yeah, crazy times. Anyway, before I get into that, of course, I feel like the last, like, fuck up, fuck up, Facebook, shut up, how do you turn this down, sorry, fuck, not very professional of me. But I feel like the last two or three episodes, I've mentioned the coronavirus in it, and it's just sort of progressively got worse and worse and worse for the world, Australia, people I know around me are being affected by it, uh, touch wood, not in the, in the health sense of the way uh, just yet, and I really hope that's not, but more so in the in the job sense of the way, I myself have been affected by it in the job sense of the way. I won't go too much, you know, I never really talk about my job too much, but I'm just letting you know that it's affecting everybody and it's, uh, it's, it's really horrendous that it's doing that, but it is bringing people together in a lot of other ways, and I will touch on that soon enough. But anyway, look, it's Monday, I've just come out of a weekend, coronavirus, lockdown, quarantine aside, I had a damn good weekend, I really, really did. Um, very, very good time, Beck and I had a great weekend. It started a little bit like this, we we basically, I haven't panic bought at all for this coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, I haven't, I really haven't, not anywhere other than Dan Murphy's. <laughs> I really have bought quite a fair bit of alcohol in the last sort of seven to ten days. Um, a couple of cartons of beer, a lot of bottles of Plonk, and we're just having a fucking damn good time. Beck and I, we polished off probably about four bottles of champagne between us, drank a few beers, had some rosé, had some red wine. Very, very good weekend. I made burgers twice. I made... Oh, God, it just made so much food. It was just a crazy weekend. I think I put on about three kilos this weekend. We got real fat, but it was a weekend full of love, uh, love making. Um, 
I hold no punches, ladies and gentlemen. I pull no punches, so I talk about everything on this show. It was a good fucking weekend, albeit the world's tragedy at the moment. Um, but look, yeah, that was it. I can't remember. There's no sport to touch on because there is no sport happening at the moment. Big travesty, but the sport had to stop. That's just the way it is. But I'm pretty sure, like I said on last week's show, very upset that the sport has stopped. The NRL, the AFL, and the UFC, particularly the UFC. I've got to be honest. That you, seasons come and go for the NRL and the AFL, but the UFC just stands tall, stands strong all year round. It never stops. And I tell you what, I am particularly devastated because look, fight fans, Khabib Namagamadov versus Tony Ferguson. This is the fucking fifth time it's been made. I can't think of the date, but it's the next pay per view card, and I. It's early April, early to mid-April. They're meant to be fighting. So probably two to three weeks tops. If I'm not really sure, but it, it's on very, very soon. The fifth time they've made this fight, they've both pulled out from injuries and different types of injuries and, you know, all sorts of shit. Fifth time this fight has been made. It's looking like it's going ahead. It needs to go ahead. We've got Conor McGregor there in the background. We've got a bunch of other killers there in the background. Oh, my fucking God. A pandemic hits the world. And now this fight looks like it's not going ahead. Dana White, from all accounts, is saying this fight is going ahead, and it's 100% going ahead behind closed doors. It could just be those two fighters. They're trying to also... Another side note, though, on that, we said it could just be that fight, but I've also heard they're trying to build the you know the mother of all cards, given the fact that no one can be there and everyone's just fucking sitting at home. So he's probably thinking that the pay-per-view numbers are going to go wild because we're all fucking champing to see just two absolute animals kill each other in the cage. But I don't know. I don't want to be the negative Nancy kind of guy, but I just, I'm doubtful. I really am doubtful. I try to remain optimistic, but I am doubtful about that fight, given its history. Although it would be pretty ironic, you know, and and kind of just a really funny turn of events if it did go ahead. Given that everything in the world is pretty much put on ice at the moment, the, you know, the arse end is falling out of the economy, the fucking coronavirus is just, you know, rampaging we've got social distancing we've got countries in lockdown we've got quarantine we've got this that everything sanitizer sells through the roof i tell you what i've never been so fucking grateful for soap and sanitizer in my life i've just got a whole new love for it but i this, this could go ahead this this in a strange way this fight could go ahead which just goes against everything i said about it a minute ago but i don't know we will see but look Couple of positives for me personally that that's come about this, and uh, I have to be I have to be positive, you, ladies and gentlemen. You have to be positive. As I tap my little thing here on the desk, you have to be positive throughout this because if you don't laugh, you possibly will cry, and I believe that. You know. So as I said, my work has been affected, so the financial thing is up in the air because. Uh, <laughs> You know, contrary to popular belief, I uh, I'm not a financial guru. I don't have millions stashed away. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that's you know got a whole bunch of cash in there for the stock market to drop, and then I come in and then I profit and I'm a billionaire. Definitely not that kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy that just wants enough cash week to week to just be able to buy a nice carton of beer and make sure my family's fed and that the there's a good movie on the old idiot box. You know, I'm a simpleton like that. No, I should give myself more credit than that, but. I really am pretty simple in all ways. What I'm trying to get at is I don't have a fucking shitload of cash just shit sitting around. I don't. I definitely do not like. So work to me is pretty important right now because I have quite a few mouths to feed. My big fucking mouth, Becky's big mouth, and little Arabella's big mouth. So, yeah. But just in this just in this weekend alone, I have, uh, I don't want to say 
you know, contacted people in a different way. Uh, my cousin, for example, Alan, shout out Alan, the greatest listener of this show. Uh, he, one of the greatest listeners of this show, there's, there's a lot of them, it's a long list of great listeners of this show, but we got on FaceTime Friday night, you know, he's like 12 hours behind, but he's on full lockdown in Northern Ireland, so that's that's pretty crazy, you know, he's at home literally watching music videos and Netflixing and uh, drinking coffee and drinking beers, pretty much the same thing I'm doing, I've got to be honest. And uh, we talked on the FaceTime on Friday night for like a good two and a half hours. I smashed like a good bottle of red wine. Um, good bottle of red wine in terms of like it was good just to have it, but it wasn't like a good red wine or anything like that. I'm pretty pretty cheap and nasty in my taste. So I drank that, got quite pissed by the end of it. He was drinking a lot of coffee because it was like 8, 8.30 in the morning over there. Um but it was just really, really good to have that good conversation, you know. We're always Facebooking each other and texting and things like that. But it was the first time we actually got on the FaceTime. And it was just like, holy shit, why do we not do this fucking more often, you know. It was a great time, you know. I mean, FaceTime is just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I reckon I FaceTime my mum every day this week. I FaceTime my grandmother, my pop. Uh, Jesus Christ, my auntie and uncle last night. My cousins were there. My cousin just got back from the army. We were talking all sorts of shit. Uh it was really cool, like really, really cool. I, I'm, I'm finding now that I don't even want to call people on the phone. I just want to FaceTime. I don't want to just hear your voice. I want to see your face as well. And I don't know, something about this pandemic has just kind of made it, uh, you aware that there's the FaceTime feature on your phone. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, it's kind of the world we're living in right now. I don't know. It's, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just the world that we're living in. I don't, yeah, you kind of wish it wasn't, but wishing is for the hopeless you know i don't wish i just we do and this is what it is not even sure what the fuck i just said but whatever here we are episode 43 let us go so look i haven't the podcast is interesting because i'm always looking for different things to talk about and of course there's a lot of things to talk about i've got to be honest real talk for a sec i have i've had a lot on my mind the last week um Work-wise, going into the start of last week, I didn't think I'd be affected. I had a colleague who was a little bit concerned, and I was sort of saying, look, it'll be all right, you know. What else are you going to say? That's all you got to say. Again, you got to stay optimistic. Um, shit, by like Thursday morning, that had all changed for me, and my work was kind of heavily affected. And uh, again, optimistic. I love the company I work for. I work for with really good people. I work for really good people. Um, so... Yeah, I stay optimistic. I know a lot of people that have been affected way worse than me. Pardon me. Sorry, I'm really, really belchy tonight, really burpy, and I, I do excuse myself. But yeah, so again, affected, but not uh, not affected mentally, if that makes sense. Of course, financially, we will have some disruptions, but we will we will live long and prosper. And it just kind of made me already go back to the drawing board rethink things you know i've got one source of income right now i mean and i mean that because i have one job i don't have any other sources of income beck doesn't work because she looks after arabella so the first thing was like holy fuck okay well i've got to get more sources of income you know i'm thinking like wow three five five would be a really really cool number to have in in terms of sources of income so it makes it's making me think differently um and it's making me be a hell of a lot more grateful already just for just for the little things i don't know like for example uh beck and i are going to do this this week because we we we've been watching a lot of cooking shows lately i'm really into maddie matheson and his cooking shows i think he's funny and he talks a bit of shit and he, he, he looks like a, he is a character he just looks like a fucking character you know and 
We watch all his YouTube cooking shows, Just a Dash and other ones like that. And uh, I try to cook some of his meals. And I said to Beck, I was like, let's just get on fucking Instagram Live. One, we've never used Instagram Live or Facebook Live. So let's use it this week because fucking everybody else is doing it. And I actually think it's pretty cool that people are using that. I think it's fun what people are doing. And let's do a little cooking show. So listeners, keep on my Instagram or my Facebook or both. I think we'll do on both. And I'm going to do a cooking show later in the week. I'm going to cook some food because... Look, I'm not a head chef. I'm not a chef by any means, but I think I'm a pretty fucking good cook. And uh, I know a lot of people that are just really shitty cooks, and I don't think cooking is that hard with all due respect to the chefs and the people that have dedicated their life to cooking good food. I I think that it's easy if people put their mind to it. But um, anyway, 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 I don't know where I was going with that. But this show is all about optimism tonight. As I said, I feel like I've already learnt a lot in this recent sort of tragedy if you will what we're having this pandemic i don't know what to call it it's so interesting it's so new to everybody in the world i'd be talking to my my grandparents about this my mum and you know mum and dad about this younger people about this like this is nothing that i don't think that that no one has ever seen before you know it's so interesting and and um yeah i don't know it's crazy times but anyway, what, what I really wanted to talk about tonight, because my life has been a bit sort of crazy last week, we've been locking down, and you feel like you're going to have a lot of time on your hands, but you sort of don't really have a lot of time on your hands, if, if you know what I mean, because I'm still a fucking father, I still got to do certain things, you know, the, the, the food needs to be cooked, the dishes need to be put away, the, the chores, they don't stop, the dog needs to be walked, you got to keep Beck bloody satisfied, it's just, ugh, you know what I mean, it's... uh. I'm a busy fucking man, let's put it that way, and I'm trying to produce the world's greatest podcast, and uh, look, no easy feat, so thanks for listening. But I really wanted to bring some attention to the to the better things I've seen come out of this pandemic. Um, you turn on the mainstream media, it's fucking terrifying. Like, let's be, let's be honest, it really is terrifying. I don't watch the news at the best of times. I'm now finding myself sort of tuning in just because I need to see what fucking the Prime Minister Scott Morrison, pardon me, God damn it, Scott Morrison is talking about because some of it this is affecting me and people around me that I love, so I need to know what is happening in that respect, you know. Um, but it fucking freaks the shit out of me, you know. I turn it on, I get these the news, it scares me, the death toll, the sick toll, the this, the that, hundreds of thousands, there's death and... Oh, fuck me dead. And then you're on your Instagram and then people share these videos that are insightful and things like that. And, you know, it's not fear-mongering. I get it. and They are insightful videos, but sometimes you just walk away and you're just like, oh, fuck me dead. That is some scary shit. I watched this one today. It was read by a guy. I don't know. He's sort of social influence or whatever the fuck he is. But his friend, an anonymous doctor friend who couldn't say what he wanted to say because he's a doctor and that would mean he loses his job because he can't tell the truth, apparently. It sounds already so fucking, so dark, doesn't it, you know? And he wrote this letter, albeit very bleak, ended on a nice note, but very, very bleak. And this guy read it out for him and I was just like, oh my God, I was like, that is so bleak. And he talks about people dying alone in hospitals and the number's going to be really, really bad and all this sort of thing. But just stuff like that, it's just like, oh, fuck, it freaks you out. And, you know, all you're trying to do is just, I'm still trying to sit in the house. Arabella's oblivious to this, you know, and I'm still trying to, you know, teach her things, get her to eat her food and stuff like that. Or, you know, all the whilst worrying about if I'm going to keep my job and put the fucking food on the table and make sure the rent is covered and things like that. But these are just, look, very, very first world problems, are they not? You know, so 
<sighs> They're all world problems, let's be honest, right now. But uh, yeah, got to stay optimistic, got to stay positive. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to just talk about good stories that I'd seen come out of this. And I've got a whole bunch of here in front of me, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it for as long as I need to talk about it. And then I might talk about something else, and then I might end the show. Who knows? Listen up. This is good. I've really found some really, really cool stories out of this. All right, here's one close to home. This is a good one. Raise a glass for Bundy Rum and the Beanley Rum teams. These iconic distilleries are helping our fight against coronavirus by producing ethanol for hand sanitizer to use in our hospitals and schools and to sell in the supermarkets. I mean, how cool is that? You know, I'm not a massive Bundy Rum fan or that, but overnight I'm like, I fucking want to get some Bundy Rum just to support these motherfuckers because they're now, you know, they're using the tools they've got, the ingredients and all that shit to make uh, things to clean hands. It's kind of crazy that things that sanitize hands uh, go into the parts that we drink as well, whatever. But that's the way it is. So that's one. That was the cool thing I saw about a week ago. Carl Stefanovic, raging Carl Stefanovic on the on the Morning 9 show. He's offering advertising and free marketing for small business on his IG page and on the morning show. So people are sending him like photos and videos of themselves spruiking their business. So he's asked him to get, you know, it was funny and crazy and out there as they can. He doesn't care, but he's going to spruik him. And and true to his word, like I follow him on Instagram and I, I must have turned the TV on once or twice this week in the morning being up early and I saw like five, ten minutes. Sure as shit, he was spruiking businesses. So I thought, man, that's that's really cool. You know, that is like a really nice thing for him to do. This was just like a little one. Uh, I saw that someone had wrote like a lovely message to the Woolworth staff and left it on the, they left it on the empty bog roll shelves, you know, to let them know what a great job they were doing and just a really nice message. And you know, obviously they left it on the shelves with not with a fuck was nothing at all, you know. So they read it and it was really really cool. Uh, look, that would just make someone's day. I think if you were working at Woolworths or Coles or Audi or any of the big ones, even some of the little ones, because. Honestly, some of the footage I've seen from some of these fucking morons going in fighting over toilet paper and trying to find mints and all sorts of shit, it's ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like these absolute mongs, and they're just like turfing it to these young people that are on the checkouts, and you're just like, bro, get out. That's a punchable offense. That's a chop. Seriously, go and uppercut yourself. Stop being a fucking idiot, you know what I mean? Calm down, take a breath, and don't fucking abuse a 15-year-old that's just working for probably 15 bucks an hour i'm not even sure how much they get you know what I mean? when i was fucking 15 i got six dollars and 25 cents an hour working at pizza Hut. so i like to think it's gone up since then maybe double who knows this was a cool one this was a funny one this is kind of a i think it's a good story others would think this is a bit crazy and this kind of goes in with the indian uh police the punjab police that i've seen going around fucking smashing people's back of the legs with these these canes that they got but here we go gangs call curfew as corona hits rio favelas so in rio de janeiro in brazil the uh the bal the what i don't know fuck some of these are brazilian words uh, bear with me the bailey bailey whatever the bail funk dance parties have been called off some open-air drug markets are closed for business gangs and militias have imposed strict curfews coronavirus is coming in rio de janeiro's lawless favelas are gearing up for the onslaught so basically like obviously like a lot of places in the world coronavirus is hit so it's just hit the favelas in Rio de Janeiro, you know, which is like, I guess they're kind of like the uh, the slums or something, but I don't really know if Brazil's like a third world country or what would you class it as, but um, I know it's pretty rough. I've seen it in Fast and the Furious, maybe Fast and Furious 5, yeah, some pretty rough scenes. So great movie. Uh, looks like a lovely city though. I've got to check it out. City of God, a sprawling complex of slums made famous in a hit 2002 movie of the same name, registered the first confirmed case of coronavirus in Rio's favelas over the weekend. Now, 
with the state government woefully underfunded and Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro widely criticized for a slow response to the outbreak, criminal gangs that have long held sway across Rio's favelas are taking their own precautions against the virus, according to residents and press reports. Here we go. City of God gangsters have been driving around the slum, blaring out a recorded message to the residents. How good is this? This is the message. We're imposing a curfew because nobody is taking this seriously, the message said. According to Extra's Today story, whoever is in the streets screwing around or going for a walk will receive a corrective and serve as an example. Better to stay home doing nothing. The message isn't given. That is classic. I've got to be honest, I really, really thought that was... I also thought, look, I thought it was somewhat funny, but I thought it was somewhat fucking necessary because even where I'm living... There's just so many little gronks not taking this shit seriously, and they got to take it seriously. I'm not trying to like put the fear of fucking God into you. I'm just saying, stay at home, do the right thing, fucking watch some Netflix, read a book, talk to your family, talk to your friends on Facetime, learn a fucking skill, learn a language. I don't know, do whatever the fuck you want, but just don't go outside and fucking breathe and cough on people. Just sit in and stop being a stooge. So. We don't live in a country, I don't think, where there's gangs like this that can just put, roam the streets. Uh, but I feel like they're doing a good thing because I, I look, I'm not going to get too political because this is an optimistic one, but I have my doubts whether the Australian government is doing as much as they possibly could. And I, I think they are financially, don't get me wrong, I think they are. But for me, I would have liked to have just seen a full-scale lockdown. People go, oh, it fucks the economy. But I, I still feel like it's going to be somewhat fucked, you know what I mean? Like kind of more than half fucked so i feel just go for a lockdown and like any recession we can rebuild after it that's just the way it fucking works but i go on with the show this was a cool one close to home the guitar gym at indro in uh in brisbane is offering it's like it's still got its guitar lessons and, and, and drum lessons and any sort of instrument lessons happening they're just doing it now skype facetime things like that i'm like how good is that i feel like already overnight that businesses have just got so innovative like they don't realize how innovative they've been by just going okay fuck okay we need to you know physically we need someone in here can do that okay cool we can't bang let's use facetime it's already loaded onto our phones it's on our computers now when everything does return to normal because it will return to normal it has to there they will go back to the physical things but this is now something they can offer someone else you know that physically can't get in there or they're time poor or they're they not in the same state in the same country they really you know uh, resonate with that guitar teacher they'll still be able to use the skype thing that business you know through diversity has now created another revenue stream i think it's really really cool you know that's just one tiny little example but i think that's really really cool here we go let's carry on let's carry on i'm liking these good stories oh this is making me feel chipper so chipper in fact i'm gonna have a nice sip of my Hollandia beer doesn't matter how cheap it is or how somewhat nasty it is i'm grateful to have beer i love beer the world's youngest and the world's oldest victims of the coronavirus have been doing well a newborn baby infected shortly after birth at north middlesex hospital in london is said to be out of danger and recovering well meanwhile a 103 year old chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID 19 medic says she was cured in less than a week because she had no underlying health issues great great how good's that because they keep saying about the old people being targeted and things like that that's great that's cool that's interesting Good for the old lady, good for the very young baby. Across the UK and abroad, communities are coming together to help their neighbours. Village shops are delivering to elderly and vulnerable residents, and groups are being set up to help those isolating with shopping and medicine drops. See, okay, 
a lot of people initially fucking went crazy and panic bought toilet paper and did that, but those were just the plebs anyway. The good people were always going to be doing the right thing. You know what I mean? People just aren't good and then turn into total spastics overnight. They're, they're always going to be good people. That's just generally the way it works. Uh, just for today, shout out my mate Johnny P. I saw on his Facebook, uh, the guy's all-around good guy, you know, passionate individual. I want him on the show. And uh, I just sort of put up a little Facebook post this morning. Uh, he's out anyway because he rides his bike all the fucking time. He's going crazy on it. You guys, are, you know, He's a weapon on the bike. And he was just like, anybody, elderly, whatever, that needs help, getting some food, anything to the house, Look, I'm free today. I'll help you. You know what I mean? It was just like, that's a nice thing to do. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen a lot of people doing that in the last week. And normally people wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? So again, this is one thing. People have like, they're coming together to just do new things, you know, help people. They see someone in need. We're helping them. It's crazy. You know, we're being told to social distance and we are, I hope we are, the fucking smart ones are. However, there's people using their brain and going, look, people still need help. You know what I mean? It's still crazy out there you know so i thought that was cool shout out johnny p for doing that that was really nice let's touch on climate change the heavily polluted city of venice and others across the world are getting a well-earned rest following a complete lockdown in italy venetians are sharing incredible stories pictures and videos which show the city's canals crystal clear with fish swimming in them pollution is down due to the lack of boat traffic this one i thought was pretty crazy i mean i don't know i think italy's been in lockdown for maybe like three maybe like a month now you know solely and i saw photos of this shit like the water through the venice canals was like actually clear and and like just across the world i mean like in china for example there was like no pollution in the air new york city la like other i think london as well like just really really crazy like scenes there was like animals in a lot of these you know countries that i saw where they're coming like right to the shore and in, um, to the rivers and things like that because they're like clearing out it's fucking amazing that like just after like a month or six weeks whatever it is not a long time realistically not a long time of just you know not a lot of fucking traffic and pollution and stuff just happening that these things clear up naturally fucking fix themselves and uh yeah i think it's a good thing i think it's a really really cool thing for climate change and the world because look i know there's people out there that climate change naysayers but human beings and their actions are fucking the planet that was a thing so i mean if anything the the planet's the planet is getting a well-deserved rest so look and i don't want to see people dying at the account of that but it is what it is you know what i mean anyway show must go on a team of scientists in the canadian state of quebec are making progress towards creating a vaccine that's really cool uh that's the big question is it not you know what's going to happen my my question that i keep asking is we know what we're trying to do right now, you know, and this is probably maybe me kind of tuning into goals and thinking about the future and stuff anyway, but like we know what we're going to do right now. We're we're hankering down. We've got to do the lockdown. We've got to do the social distancing. We know that jobs are affected and things like that. Our our, our way of living is affected temporarily, but like what what happens next? What what are we doing next? Are we we waiting for a, a cure, a vaccine? Are we waiting for the social distancing and the isolating that just sort of, once it's sort of we're locked down for a certain period of time, the disease, you know, the virus just sort of fucks off naturally. Like what what happens? I don't know. Uh, you know, things like the flu and stuff like that. I know flu kills a lot of people every year, but there's a vaccine for flu. I myself, touch wood, have never, never had the, the, the vaccine for the flu. You know, I have got flus and things like that. But um, yeah, I've just never had the vaccine. It's just something that's never crossed my mind and I've never needed thought I needed to get it. You know, 
this kind of thing, it's like, shit, do you run out and get the coronavirus vaccine? What is the thing? I'm sure I probably will because I've had, you know, deadly and and how aggressive it's meant to be, you know what I mean? But it's just a, it's very interesting, the whole thing with the vaccine and what's next. And, and of course, there's the anti-vaxxers out there. So do they not get it? Do they get sick? It's just like a fascinating sort of scenario that lays ahead for this. Um, but I have seen a, quite a few countries around the world that are... Um, that are working on the vaccines and cures and things like that. Even close to home, University of Queensland, shout out UQ. They were some doctors or whatever there had like worked on a vaccine as well. So I have no idea what goes into working on a vaccine, but uh, I'm sure as shit we need one. So uh, what next we got here? What next? What next? What next? Teachers, children's entertainers, exercise instructors, and group leaders are taking their efforts online. Dozens are setting up special streaming services to keep the nation fit and healthy, entertained and educated. Yeah, look. That's true. Like I mentioned earlier about the guitar lessons and things like that going online, people are having to think differently. They're having to get fucking diverse, you know what I mean? Look, not gone are the days where we can physically go see someone and touch them and do what we need to do, but that may not always be the case. And right now, that is the case where you can't physically do that. So what do you got to do? You know what I mean? You got to get creative. You got to go online. Out of all the gyms and the PTs and stuff that I know that have been affected, by the fact that they can't open their gym or they can't go to a gym or whatever it is, they can't go to the gym to their job, you can't go to the gym to their training. I haven't seen anyone actually really slowed down by that. You know, I mean, all the gym owners seem to be thriving sort of more spiritually now because I feel like it's brought all their their customer base closer to them if it wasn't already close. And, and most of them, they're very, very loyal to their, to their gyms and things like that. Yeah, Milky, I mentioned him last week. Uh, I mean, he's been affected obviously because he can't go into the gym, but from his fucking Instagram posts and stuff, it definitely hasn't slowed him down. He's still out there every morning. He's doing the social distancing thing, but he's doing more of the calisthenics and more of the bodyweight training that he enjoys. He's utilizing different things. I'm sure he's learning different skills in the process. So, you know, he's diversifying and things like that, and he's he's ahead of the curve, you know. It's, it's, it's really cool, I think, what people are doing online and stuff like that. Um, mentioned earlier about the Instagram, Facebook Lives, like, I think that's really interesting that like people are like using those features. I I, I myself am I'm finding it really really fun to click on. Like I follow a lot of musicians, musicians especially has been a really cool one for me because what I'm finding is I'm getting a lot of these musicians that they're going and they're just doing live performances on their Instagram, whether that be acoustically or the whole band or whatever. But it's so fun. Like for me as an absolute fucking music nerd, I'm just sitting there like, you know frothing in my pants over this i i just before i jumped on here andrew stockdale from wolf mother every day i've seen him do a different song like a, acoustically or whatever it is just sitting on his couch he just did vagabond off their first album which is a fucking great song and i'm like this is amazing like normally you just don't really see that happen you know what i mean because they're out touring they're out doing different things but I hope that what happens is after this, when it all returns to normal, that they'll take this on board because myself as a music lover and a fan, and I'm sure I'm not alone here because there's numerous fans and music lovers, they love this sort of shit. It, one, it brings you closer to your audience. It makes you more, you know, there's like a human connection there, I think, because you can see it and, and feel it through the music. And it's just, yeah, it's, you know, I'm fucking, I'm ranting and raving tonight, but it's just like a fascinating thing. I'm like, I can't believe that. I've never used it before. I can't believe that fucking people have never used it before. You know, these musicians. Uh, Frank Turner, another musician I follow, every week 
he's getting on Facebook and he's basically just plugging a different venue that's been shut down that he sort of cut his teeth at and he's playing his albums acoustically in his living room with his fucking wife and his cat and he's got a like, couple of tins of beer there. He's playing it from the start track to the end track of every album. I don't know. I think he's got fucking quite a few albums. So it's like every week for the next like six, seven weeks, he's doing something. And I'm just like, you know, to me, I'm like, that is fucking very cool. You know what I mean? So look, you don't, this situation is very, very shit, but there's some really cool things that are emerging from it. And that's what I'm trying to get at with this podcast. Like it's just kind of making people think differently you know what i mean you're getting way more grateful for the things that you can get to and you're definitely not taking things for granted you know what i mean i'm not i'm not taking anything for granted now you know so not like in that respect you know i don't think i take a lot of things for granted but as i mentioned earlier soap sanitizer you don't take that shit for granted now you know it's crazy i definitely don't take the old hollandia for granted i'm gonna have another sip because i'm drying out i've got to stay lubricated oh i'm gonna get out of here and wash my hands and go sit across the room from Beck. What else we got? Plasma. This is an interesting one. Plasma from newly recovered patients could be used to treat others. A Japanese pharmaceutical firm is developing a new drug derived from the blood plasma of people who have recovered from COVID-19. I'm no doctor, and that's kind of gone over my head a little bit, but it sounds very interesting. I've got to be honest. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like it's working towards helping people survive and live long and prosper. So I'm down with that. That is fucking good news. I like it. Here we go. Of the nearly 200,000 confirmed contaminated, a total of 83,000 people have successfully recovered from the disease worldwide. Isn't that great news? That's great news. People are getting it. I'm sure they're scared of shit when they get it and they test positive. They do their time, they, they they go through it, and then they recover. That is just sick. That's uh, that's not sick. That's the opposite of sick. That is, that's awesome. I don't know what the fuck that is, but they're recovering. That's exactly what you want. So that's some fucking really, really good news. I'm really liking these good news things. They're made, I've, half of these, you know what? I've got to be honest. It's pretty obvious, but I haven't even uh, read these before. I've literally just found them, Googled them off the internet, and just went, all right, let's go, let's go. I'm going to keep talking more because this this is really fascinating shit for me. China has closed down its last coronavirus hospital. Not enough new cases to support them. So I guess when they say coronavirus hospital, I don't know if they had like makeshift hospitals. But anyway, that's 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 good news. That is really, really cool news. What else we got here? Doctors in India have been successful in treating coronavirus. Combination of drugs used. Lopineva, Retineva, you get it. They're, they're really long words. Along with chlorpheniline, they are going to suggest the same medicine globally. The Indians, I think, are very interesting. I've never been to India. Uh, fascinating people, fascinating culture. Uh, really delicious food, let's be honest. Great. Shout out the curry. But they they got on the front foot with this shit. I, I saw that they closed their borders, closed everything. They just shut up shop, went, fuck this. We're, we're going underground for as long as it takes. And... From all accounts, they're doing pretty well in India. I uh, I made a bit of a bit of a haha earlier in the podcast about seeing these seeing these videos of the Punjab police going around. They're literally got these big fuck off cane sort of things. People are out in the street cruising around in the little mopeds, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And these police are just like I, I don't speak the language, obviously, but they're just like whatever they're saying. And then whack, motherfucker, whack, motherfucker, get home. You know what I mean? And it's just like yeah, cool. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. I get it. Researchers of the Erasmus Medical Center claim to have found an antibody against coronavirus. That's interesting. 
It is very, very interesting. I read that one before. Apple reopens all 42 China stores. Well, I'll tell you what, that's good news. Let's hope to God they work on getting a better fucking phone charger because the three or four phone chargers in my house, they're all half fucked. So fix that up. But yeah, look, glad that they're back to work. People need to fucking eat and put food on the table. Ah, God. Cleveland Clinic develop a COVID-19 test that gives results in hours, not days. That's cool. So faster testing. That's what we want. It's amazing how, look, I know you're sitting at home, probably think this is a long time. A month at home, two months at home, shit, hell, even six months at home, God forbid it comes to that. But that's not a long time, you know what I mean? I've been here for 31 years, a month at home, not that bad. But anyway, look, I could go on and on and on all night about the good news stories coming out of the coronavirus. And I'm not saying that this is a good thing or anything by that. I'm just trying to really, really highlight the good stories that I have seen because, as I said earlier, when I turn on the mainstream media, I get scared. I've got to be honest. I get scared. I get anxious. I feel weird watching it. So I, I then, as a human being, I go and seek out optimism, go and seek out positivity. You know, I find out what's going on. I'm aware and present in what's happening in the world right now, albeit somewhat drunk through a little bit of it. I am still very, very present. I'm aware of what's going on. But that doesn't mean that I want to fucking break and give my fucking mental health a break. I need to go and get some positivity. So that's what I'm doing. And you can seek it out. We've got the fucking internet, for Christ's sakes. You guys listen to my uh, my voice every week, so you can find something else on the internet as well. Don't stray from the podcast, of course. Please come here first, listen to this, and then go and do your uh, your errands after that. Now, I'll finish up the show very, very shortly, but... I do want to give a huge shout out to the people that are staying at home, doing their part, isolating, locking down, quarantining, whatever it want, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, just fucking stay at home. Instagram made the special little emoji that says stay home. Just do it. The amount of people I have seen doing it, unreal. Uh, myself, big pat on the back. I, I tell you what, I didn't want to fucking walk around the block. That's how serious I'm taking it, but I am. For Beck's sake and my own sanity and my exercise, I've got to walk around the block. But please, just stay the fuck at home. As I am walking around the streets of where I live, I'm seeing quite a few people down at the beach and on the fucking parks and things like that. And look, unless they're fucking gypsies, I'm sure as shit they don't live with 13 or 14 different people. You know what I mean? They don't fucking look like family. So just don't be a cocksucker. Stay at home. Do the right thing. Help out me. Help out the rest of fucking humanity and do the right thing. Stay at home. You know what I mean? I can't, cannot stress that enough. Now, when you are at home, here's a little bit of positivity. When you are at home, think about all the things that you wanted to do. I myself have always got a list a mile long of, of all things I want to do. Some I do, some I don't. Some I just keep putting off and putting off and putting off. Now, not that I have heaps more time because I am a father and that is can be demanding. It is pretty demanding. But I have got a little bit more time because my work hours are cut down and stuff like that. So I'm still finding myself. Today was the first day, right? So I still come to the desk to do my 1.5 hours, whatever I've got to do at work. But I spend a little bit of time researching something else. Okay, doing that, filling in that form, and it's done. Boom, ticked, go. You know, I've looked at Patreon and stuff for the podcast. Bang, signed up. Cool. Looking at that now. That's something that I've been thinking about for a while, never have done. Bang, work sort of is a bit halted at the moment. Okay, cool. I'll do that. I've got time now to, to navigate through these things that I want to do. So I urge anybody that's in the show that are like, what can I do? 
just think about what you can do. What the fuck do you want to do? Think about what you want to do. If it means going outside and hanging out with your mates, sorry, you can't do that. That's okay. But find something else. If you've got a book on the shelf that you've wanted to read for the last five years, read it. I've got a fucking Metallica book there. I've, I've never read it. Got it as a gift. I've always wanted to read it, never have. I'm going to read it in the next month. I've went and looked at my old DVD collection, right? I It was so weird. It was like revisiting a fucking museum or something like that. I still got the DVD player but and all these DVDs, but I didn't even have it hooked up. So I was like, let's do this, you know? Hooked up the DVD machine, pulled out all the DVDs I want to watch. I tell you what, I watched one of them. The quality is absolutely horrible. It's nothing like what we can stream online now. But for nostalgia... I watched the DVD. It was really fun. And I don't think under normal circumstances, I probably would have done that. So I was pretty stoked about that. What else? I've got a list of songs I want to learn. I've already probably learned like two or three songs, you know what I mean, over the last three days. Just strumming away, easy three, four chord burners, just playing some Rancid tunes, some Dropkick Murphys tunes. Just whatever I want to do. Beck and I, tomorrow, we set aside some time. She's reading this book, Money Master the Game. You know, she wants to be the financial wizard. She is. She's good with money. She's better than me with money. And she wants to sit down and we want to like basically write all our, you know, what we want our life to look like and what the monetary value is connected to that and really break it down, you know. So I'll get back to that, get back to you on that. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. If you if you can't find shit to do in your house, even just being locked indoors for a month, then you are a real sad cunt. I've got to be honest. Fucking dig deep and find some shit to do because it's not that fucking hard, hey. But anyway, I think that might be the show. Now, just a quick little quick little thing. I'm going to finish up. Obviously, given that I have a little bit more time and I feel like people are going to be at home and I like doing the podcast and I feel that it brings some joy to some people, very much so myself, I think what I'm going to do is every day this week I might release like a, like a 10 to 15 minute clip just maybe highlighting some topics, things like that. And uh, we'll call it quarantines. It's not going to be like episode 44, 45, 46, nothing like that. It's just going to be king of the couch quarantines. And uh, we will see how we go with that. But tomorrow is Tuesday, podcast release day like it always is. And sure as shit, you can guarantee throughout the pandemic, the king of the couch, he's going to be coming to you every Monday, every week, live with the podcast. Now, on that note, king of the couch, signing off for another night. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay beautiful, stay sexy, all of that. I love you all. Have a great week.